Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max coming to you live from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17 here on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. ESPN2, the ESPN app. Click more on the lower right-hand corner of the app. Scroll down to live radio. We are right there. Morning, gentlemen. What's up, Jayster? What's popping, Key? What's popping, Max? It's going on. Same pants, same grease, baby. If I had your hand, I cut mine off, player. I can't call it. (laughs) Can't call it. What's going on is the Lakers, well, they took care of the Grizz. That series is supposed to be a, a little better than that, actually, right? Like, it went six. It went six. You figure it would go seven, though. Grizzlies, that's a 7 2 matchup. John Morant, by the way, took responsibility for the Grizzlies' struggles. Uh, I just got to be better, you know, with my decision making. That's pretty much it, you know. Off court issues, you know, um, affected us as a, you know, uh, organization um, pretty much. So, yeah, just more discipline. I mean, it's not just that it didn't go seven. It's that they got brake speed off. Him that's good. That's good, though. He game. stepped up. That's good. He stepped up and, and addressed that issue head on. I, I'm, I'm proud of him for that now. He Agreed. just got to live it and and make sure that he stick stick by it. Right, Jay? Mm-hmm. Don't want to just understand that maybe that did contribute to them getting smacked by 40. I mean, look, Maybe it did. Key, at the end of the day, you will have a certain tribe of people that will call them names, call them front runners, and there's an element of that in them to a degree. But Can I like, be in that tribe? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, like we're, I tribe, think we're a little bit in that tribe. I certainly yeah, we're believe that, that they are front runners. Yeah, well, I mean, but there's – I'll get back to that point in a second. I think the bigger point is when you listen to Giannis talk about failure and steps towards success – you listened to De'Aaron Fox last night saying this is a learning experience for guys who are young in the league or any stage of life. Like what you do with what you've learned and how you build upon that is the true testament of who you are to me. So I, I want to see – I like the acknowledgement of it. I want to see him continued improvement to work towards that. Now, the one problem I do have with the Grizzlies key is when the series is over – I. I I don't like the hugging and laughing. You just got your ass smacked, yo. I mean, what you going to do? Walk off on side yes. losers? Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm going to shake your hand, but I'm, I'm angry. Let me see that bitter I mean, pill you have to swallow like there's a little bit of, There's a little bit of Dylan Brooks who I'm like, all right, that, that's, that's fraudulent, but at least I know who you are. Like, at least I know who you are. Like, he didn't talk to the media for three games in a row. Now, mm-hmm. I would address him and tell him to talk to the media and handle it like a real man, but at least – he is angry. There's something I know about them. The the, the friendliness and the laughter is he and the angry joking. Or is he embarrassed? It's both. It's whatever you want to call, it, but at least it's consistent. I know what it is. There's a little bit of the ups and downs where I'm still trying to find out who Memphis is. Like when Detroit lost, they were pissed. They were coming. They were hungry. There still feels like a a little bit of an immaturity with Memphis when I watch them play. Them not knowing what they stand for yet. That's just me. No, I, I, I understand. I get it. I understand what you're saying. But the Lakers own them, and they have to respect LeBron and AD and company. And when you get beat down like that, you you know, you just you got to pay homage to 
what just happened to you. Yeah. Now, me personally, mm. I would have left it with straight to the locker room. That's yeah. me. But, Key, I can pay homage to you. Not, you can beat my head in after a game. I'm a corner. You give me the business. Like, I'm going to shake your hand. I'm going to be respectful. But, like, I'm not going to sit there and laugh with you after the game and smile. Well, we, and, by the way, know, and by the really. way, like, no, I'm just, this is just me being the competitive person I am. Well, what, what if there's a conversation, though, Jay, that That's they're why. having? You know how you whisper in somebody ear, you say something funny, like, man, we just whoop de whoop de whoop said something to you, uh, and it made you smile, made you laugh. And so I don't want to get on them too heavy. No, no, I'm about not getting that. on. I'm just telling you who I am. I ain't going to smile at you if you're talking trash to me after the whole game. thing was a little jovial. You know I ain't going to smile. And by the way, Cube, when I'm walking out of the stadium, and fans are going, nah, 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 hey, hey, hey. Like, all right, I'm going to see your asses next year. I'm going to come here and bust your head open. Hey, Can't hey. wait for it. Goodbye. Can't wait. There's a little bit of that, like, Goodbye. where he's, like, joking. Yeah. Like, I just, there's, we're watching him grow up yeah. in front of our eyes. And I think that that's the next step for Ja and where he needs let's to go. Let's talk about, well, I think let's a lot talk of, about I think what he said. Lot, though, hold on one sec, Max. I think a lot of what has gone on with this team, they burst onto the scene three years ago or so. And they've been coming, right? They've been coming and coming. And we just said, oh, we put them up at the top all the time. And now two straight years in a row, whether it was because Ja got injured a year ago against Golden State, whatever you want to call it, they never made it. They didn't get out. Then you look at it this year, they're two seed versus a seven seed. Oh, Ja comes back. Oh, they're going to be doing this and that. They just got beat by 40 points, okay, by an old team that looked like the game before that the dude legs need to be replaced because he was so damn tired and wore down at 38 years old. And now you allow them to come and put 40 on you. Not four, 40. So, so let's get back to Ja now. What he said was very encouraging. It's not just that he said something. It's the content of what he said. When he said he needs to get to have better decision-making as the leader on and off the floor – Right when he's specific like that, off the court, it's obvious. Right, he, he got himself in trouble, you know, unforced errors left and right. But on the court, Jay, what about the fact that I, I like the fact that he said that because obviously he's taking responsibility for the off-court behavior. But on the court, he's incredible to watch. He's an incredible scorer, and he can play point guard, right? But he has not yet made his team better. It's too like when he hasn't played, they've still been able to tread water basically with the same record as when he has played, and the sample size is getting larger and larger. So he has to figure out as the guy with the ball in his hands as a decision maker, he's got to figure out how to elevate his team. Right? Isn't that part of it? And that happens in time, but also I think it's your approach towards the game. So on on the court and off the court all go together for me, man. It, it's a lifestyle that's 24-7, 365. It's a switch that you can't turn off. So I'm looking at the – you look at the box score, like watching the game and looking at the box score, and you're like, yo, plus minus? Like you minus 31. Yeah. You lead the team. 10 points. Game, Should like never game, be that way. Game seven, three of 16 from the field. I mean, game six in the closeout scenario. So I like the accountability, but it's – you look at it in its total, like total – Totality, geez, like if I can only drink more coffee this morning. Totality, right? You're saying, okay, actions off the court, you know, habits on the court. Like it's time to be fused all together. Meantime, Dylan Brooks was asked if he regretted his comments about LeBron. Listen to this. Um, no, um, you know, that's who I am. Um, you know, I don't regret. It. I'm a competitor. I compete. Um. You know, I don't think it got LeBron geeked up. You know, he's back in the playoffs. It's been a little while, so I think you know, 
Um, you know, he was ready to play. Um, and overall, we just got beat by, by a better team, bigger team. Uh, guys that have their whole team, their whole pieces there. Um, and, you know, I'm just going to you know continue to be me and um, get better at what I do. Grizzlies GM Zach Kleiman was asked about Dylan Brooks during his presser yesterday. He, uh, you know, about the team's bravado and Dylan Brooks. Here's the quote, ready? There were definitely some self-created distractions in this series, and along the way, we're going to take a different approach next season. (laughs) He's asked about Brooks again. He said, I'll hit on Dylan another day. Well, Dylan Brooks is a free agent. So we we keep talking about, I mean, now the question is, what team is Dylan Brooks going to play for? And if if I'm Memphis, I'm looking for alternatives. I'm looking, what's happening here in Toronto? You guys having a mass exodus over there? Masai Ujiri, like you talking about getting rid of OG Anunoby, you're talking about maybe Pascal Siakam, like Jalen Brown. Are you all NBA? You not all NBA? Like, do you want to be with the Boston Celtics? Would you like to be part here? Because they need some maturity in that locker room. And, and I, by the way, since he clapped all that stuff, Key, since game two when they got that win, three of 13, game three, game four, four of 11, game five, three of 15, game six, four of 11. Poke the bear. The Grizzlies poked the bear. You're going to poke the, the bear. You've got to come to the table now and be ready to play, too. I do think, Ja, I, like, <sighs> I, like Dylan Brooks, I agree with you. You replace him with Jalen. I mean, obviously, it's a huge upgrade, and the Grizzlies are fearsome at that point, right? You would think. Ja, like a lot of high-flying, like super-athletic scoring-type dudes, <laughs> going to have to figure out how to make the players around him better. And, you know, that's not a, that's not a sure thing that he can do it. But when you look at the raw material – when you compare him like to Derrick Rose or someone like he could do a lot of that, plus he can shoot. Like he can do everything let's, you need him to let's do. Let's just say, uh, and this is not making an excuse for Memphis at all. I think Ja can make players around him better. Has he done it on that stage yet? Not yet. Well, I mean, last year he was hurt. Yep. He made them better in the first couple of games. I mean, you, they you missed would, one a game one. They missed that. They should have won. But he's, he's made his teammates better. Um, if they had had Steven Adams and Brandon Clark – this would have been a different series. Do you think they win it, though? Because they got I, blown out by 40 points I, in the I six think it's games. A, I think it's a very different series. I don't think the Lakers can beat them up on the boards. I think AD's impact is slightly different with Steven Adams going against him. Meantime, with all the NBA playoff action, Steph Curry, Jimmy Butler, people still waiting on the lines to talk Steph versus Jimmy Butler, let alone what LeBron just did to John Morant and the Grizzlies. The Eagles, oh, my God, the draft they had. But there were others. Now that the draft in the NFL is over, which team underwhelmed? We all know, Phil, oh my God, what a draft the Eagles had. Which team underwhelmed? 888-SAY-ESPN-729-3776. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance and joined now by Dan Graziano, ESPN NFL Insider. Morning, Dan. Morning, Max. How you doing? What's up, Dan? Hi, Jay. Hey, Danny. An eventful weekend in the NFL because of the draft. Yeah. What's your biggest takeaway? Oh, man. Biggest takeaway. Well, the, you know, the Eagles, the teams that, that always kill it, killed it, right? Like, like the Eagles had a good weekend. The Ravens had a good weekend. Like, I mean, like, it, it's, it's amazing to see different teams operate it well. And then, like, you know, like the Lions, you know, feel like they're on the verge of something. And they have two first-round picks and they just, you know, two terrible reaches. Like, it, I, don't, I don't know, man. Like, it, it's... It's funny, it, 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 these teams fall into patterns and you can see them every single year, but, um, you know, the teams, that, the teams that do it well continue to do it well and, and, it, and it pays off. But, but see, Dan, yeah. why, why would they consider, and I was listening to people about the Lions picks, right, they take the linebacker, yeah. they take the running back, yeah. and people are like, ah, oh, well, they reach. I'm like, they didn't reach if that's what they want and well, that's what they believe in. But, see, it's about, it, it's about the value of the resources, right? Like, if you're taking the running back at 12 and you're also picking at 18, like you got to think like that guy's going to be there at 18, right? <laughs> like I I could take somebody that that's going to be more valuable to me long term by the way, which is the point of the draft, uh and wait on the back and take him at 18 and wait on the linebacker and get him in the second round and if you lose out on that, it's not the end of the world, right? Like if it, it I don't think targeting one or two players and doing whatever you can you can to get them is, is has historically borne out as the right way to draft. I think you got to assess your board. Like, look, the Eagles went into the draft hoping they would get Jalen Carter. They could have traded up to three with Arizona to get him. Like that was that, that pick was available. Obviously, the, uh, the Cardinals traded it, but they stayed patient, figuring it would come to that he would come to them or at least get close enough. They only had to trade up one spot. You know, and, and so you don't spend as much to get him, and you have more resources to use. So I, I don't know. To me, the Lions picks they they look like a team that's a oh we're a couple pieces away from a championship, and I'm just not sure they're that team. Yeah, mm-hmm. can, can I actually just um, we were some of the guys were talking about beforehand. It was my question I had were you um, were you shocked that Stetson Bennett went to the Rams <laughs> with Sean McVay um, fourth round? I thought it was earlier than I expected him to get picked. But quarterback is very much eye of the beholder, and the Rams see something in the guy that they feel like they can work with, whether that's, you know, the championship experience, you know. So, so no, I'm not surprised the Rams took a quarterback. I mean, with, with, with Stafford, where he is in his career and the questions, you know, he, he had some health questions last year and all that. So, yeah, I'm not surprised they took a quarterback. That one, I, I, I didn't expect to go that soon. Hmm. What do you think about the, what the Jets and the Giants did over the weekend, Dan? I thought the Giants did really well. I mean, yeah, they move up one spot to take the corner in the first round. I talked to some people who thought that was a little bit of a, a little bit of a stretch, and and some others that felt like, well, at that point in the draft, there had just been a run on corners and wideouts. You got to go get the guy, or else you, you're not going to. But I I mean, they get their center in the second round. Yeah, I I thought the Giants did a good job. 
uh, getting what they need. The receiver from Tennessee that could be, you know, could be a nice little steal at that position. So they seem to be pretty, pretty focused and pretty well. Yeah, you know, they seem to be operating at a pretty good level. The Jets, I think they got kind of boxed out, right? Like they went down from thirteen to fifteen in the Rodgers trade, and that enabled. Belichick of all people to move up ahead of them and take the tackle they wanted and then they were kind of flat-footed um you know they got their center too I I I think they did fine I would I would have felt better about the Jets if they'd come out with a little bit more in terms of improved protection for Rodgers uh at the tackle spots but you know after the Patriots I'm sorry after the Steelers traded up with the Patriots um and took the tackle, then they were kind of they weren't going to just take a tackle to do it. They didn't like any of those other. Guys. It's funny because like Joe Douglas and dealing with the Packers with the Rodgers trade, he must be sitting there going, "All right, we moved town down two slots in the first round. Well, it's the worst. If that's happen. hold, what are the odds that someone's going to jump up and to, and yeah. sure enough, Belichick, as you said, Belichick it happens. Mm-hmm. So being out negotiated on the margins in that deal by the Packers actually did seem to cost the Jets. Meantime, who underwhelmed you other than the Lions? Who underwhelmed? Let's see. I was a little surprised Washington didn't do anything at quarterback. I, I mean, they—it's one thing to like Sam Howell. It's a—it's a—it's another thing to just not hedge your bets, right? Like I, I think it's—that—that uh, I, I, that surprised me a little bit in terms of um, them not addressing that position. I'm trying to think, who else? Who else? Sort of underwhelmed. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, it's it's one of those like on Monday morning, you kind of feel like, you know, people kind of, you know, did what they sort of felt they had to do. I, Everyone got some good players, so you feel bit pretty of good an about an underwhelming it. draft. Like that going in, it was like you know this isn't going to be the best crop. People were trying to trade for twenty twenty four picks, thinking that year is going to be better. I know, I know, we've heard that before, but um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I the only one that jumped out to me was Washington in terms of just, just for that reason. I thought they might in a draft where fourteen quarterbacks got taken, uh, you would have thought that a team in their position might might take a flyer on one of them. I yeah. thought I thought Seattle had a, a mm. great draft. Yeah, I, yeah, I thought they, I thought they hit. I thought maybe they would try to beef up the middle some there yeah. early on, but picking up the receiver, then getting the running back from UCLA, then the corner. I was just like. I thought they did a good job. I really did. Yeah, everybody had Jalen Carter mocked to them at five. They went with the corner, uh, Witherspoon. They, they just felt like, you know, and talking to them on Friday morning, they said this was the guy they had. They were locked in all along. They feel, they feel like he's a special player. And, you know, they have a history of building, <laughs> building out that secondary and winning. I do want to ask, because I, I know going into the weekend, Dan, uh, a lot of talk. We always talk about Bill Belichick on the show. Um, and – and obviously how he continues to build out the Pats. But there's a lot of talk around, you know, trading away potentially Mac Jones and mm-hmm. looking for a quarterback. Did that – them not making that move, was that a little bit surprising to you or is that what you expected? Uh, by the end of the week, it was what I expected. I, I think that there has been some discussion around Mac Jones this offseason. I don't know how much of it has originated from New England. I think there have been a team or two that has called to see, hey, would you move him? Uh, but obviously they haven't, and it doesn't appear that they will. So, um, no, that didn't surprise me. I mean, you know, we got Tannenbaum in here saying that they didn't do enough to help him, and I think that's probably true, but, I I mean, they just did not – the Patriots were not high on any of these receivers in the first round. I mean, I just just feel like they're going to have to – they're counting on Bill O'Brien to get out of Mac Jones a little bit more of what he showed in his rookie year. Uh, The group around him is – 
you know, is what it is. It's a little underwhelming compared to some other AFC East uh, contenders, and it makes you wonder if the Patriots actually are one. Mm. How about the Cowboys? Um, yeah. Dan, you know, like they're, they're, they're locked in the NFC mm-hmm. East, not only in a very good division where the winner of the division seems to change every year, yes. but with the Eagles, who mm-hmm. were the best team in the conference and then seemed to have the best draft in addition. How do you think the Cowboys did? I think they, you know, the Cowboys feel pretty steady uh, in terms of how they operate. They've drafted well for the last, whatever, you know, 10 years or so, and, and, and they, so they deserve the benefit of the doubt. I think people were a little surprised with the first-round pick just because not everybody had that high an evaluation of him. But, again, they do what they do, and, and they've done well with it. They needed somebody to help. The run defense was a major problem for them last year, and they feel like this is a guy that can step in and help right away. Um, they probably need, you know, Deuce Vaughn at running back is probably not the answer for what they need there, but you can get a running back. There's, there's guys out there in free agency, and there might be guys that, that are going to get a cut that could help them too. So, yeah, I think the Cowboys, you know, 12-5 and five last year, kind of a steady Eddie approach in the draft, and, and, and it seemed to hold up. To, you got the tight end, what, in the second round, right? Yep. So they needed, they needed a tight end. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think they're the, – the, the issue people have with the Cowboys, the issue Cowboys fans have with the Cowboys is – is they don't seem to want to, to stretch, to take that risky step, right? To, to get them from good to great. I just don't think, that's, I don't think it's going to happen. I just think they're, they feel like if, we, if we're always competitive, then one of these years it will break through. And, and you know, obviously it's been, what, 30? Yeah, it's like almost 30 years. Yeah. So Keep going yeah. the way it is, Cowboys. <laughs> Dan, before we let you go, on Friday you were of the opinion that the – NFC East cycle or curse or whatever you yeah. want to call it, where no one repeats as division champs, yeah. was still in effect, right? As good as the Eagles look, of course, something will happen. They won't repeat. Given years. what just happened over the weekend in the yeah. draft, is your opinion any different? No, it's 18 years of evidence. I, I'm, I'm telling you, there, is, there are dark forces at work. Like they, they, You go back a couple years. Remember when they were defending champions in 2020, and Washington won the division with seven wins. Like, Carson Wentz forgot how to play football. Like, stuff happens to people. I don't know what will do it for the Eagles, and, and I, I believe they'll be a good team. I mean, you can put more than one team. Three teams from that division made the playoffs last year. But something's going to happen, I'm telling you. 18 years start, worth of evidence. Weird damn. stuff happens. What? Let's start with they don't have – they got new coordinators on both sides of they the ball. They got new coordinators Let's on both sides there. of the ball. And look, as great as a draft was for them – the draft is not the draft is not about this year. Like 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 those those guys might be good players, but they might also not be instant impact guys. Jordan Davis was not an instant impact guy for them last year. He may still be a high impact guy going forward, but yeah, I, I don't there's nothing not to like about the Eagles. Just just the way things something always the happens. way things are. Graz's recap of the weekend of, of the draft is this week's hot ticket. Oh, Hot Ticket is brought to you by Vivid great. Seats, where you earn rewards with every purchase. Vivid Seat Man. Rewards is your ticket to more tickets. Vivid Seats, life happens live. Thank you, Graz. I will see you a little later this afternoon. On this just in, 2 That's p.m. Right. Eastern, ESPN. I'll be there. Which quarterback taken after round one landed in the best spot? KJM. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max were presented by Progressive Insurance. Time for no huddle, as you heard. Nuno, do the honors. All right, all right. So I don't know if people know, but there was a draft this weekend. So the first question is, which team improved themselves the most? Don't everyone talk at once. No, I was letting I was letting you finish up. No, I didn't want to jump you. You know, I don't want to step all over you. I appreciate that because that, that never happens on the show. Yeah, Seattle. I would say Seattle helped themselves a lot, although I know defensively we wanted to see them beef up the interior of the line. But if you think about the Legion of Boom, the secondary is extremely important. They get the kid uh, Witherspoon at the cornerback position. Jay, from Illinois, oh, they get it. him, they pick him up. <laughs> and so you look Backyard, at that, they Jay. get Charbonnet from UCLA at the running back position, but then they also take uh, the receiver from Ohio State. And so when you pair Smith, Jack, Jigboo Smith, J- yeah, I think that's how I said it correct, but Jigboo. I don't want to mess it up. It, it Jigboo, uh, they you pair him with DK Metcalf along with Lockett. You put him in that slot. They lift the coverage. He comes underneath, catches balls. They run the football well. You know what Seattle is. I think they improved tremendously. Keen, where's my family from? Indy. Knock it down. Let's go Colts. I mean Shane Steichen. I, I give them credit. They they went for a quarterback and Anthony Richardson that they thought had the most upside, the highest ceiling, and I, I like what they were able to do overall with the pick. Now look, they covered an area of, uh, of need with a corner. Got Julius Prince from Kansas State, second round. They followed up. I thought with a third round steal. As much as I hate to say it, but I watched them play at Carolina. I mean, Josh Downs is a good wide receiver. I mean, smaller in the size, but I like that combination. It feels like the Colts are well on their way and key. It went contradictory to the style of quarterback I thought they were going to take. I like Richardson for the upside. I think he's going to bring a lot of talent. I I, I wonder what their what their strategy is going to be in order to let him grow into that role, not biting off more than he can chew. But overall, I like the pick. You know what I'm going to say? And it's a team considered one of the lesser drafts, and Graz brought it up. I think Detroit, because they got now and laters, right? They got the you say you don't take a running back that high. But they got it for now in a weak division, right? Or at least a wide-open division without Aaron Rodgers. And maybe a guy like that can put them over the top because he can catch balls and everything out of the backfield. And then they got Gibbs. Hendon Hooker. Yeah, Jameer Gibbs. And then they got Hendon Hooker in the third round. And so you got someone for now, even if it's a reach in the draft because it's a running back who can really help you maybe in a wide-open division because running backs are good basically from week one. And then you got someone down the line. I think they found their quarterback of the future, and I don't think it's getting enough press. All right, so next question. Which team has you wondering what the heck they were doing this weekend? Key, we'll start with you. You know, the interesting thing is 
I never question what organizations do because if that's what they feel like they want to do and that's what's on their board. But I got to question Detroit. I got to question everything with Detroit, right? They take Gibbs out of Alabama, which is a fabulous player. They get him at 12 when they could have got him at 18 or maybe even later on. And you think about the linebacker in Campbell that they picked up. You sit there and you go, what are they what are they doing? Are they trying to – do they feel like that they're ready to go right now? Yes, they pick up Hendon Hooker later on in the third round, which is a luxury pick as far as I'm concerned because you get a, a free look-see at a guy when I think Jared Goff is the guy. I think Jared Goff will get an extension at some point in time based on his play this next upcoming season. So it was a little little strange how they did the draft, but if they like it, I love it. Yeah, I'll go with San Francisco. I mean, look, they drafted a safety, a kicker, and a tight end. Um uh, I, I just thought they were going to address the O-line. I thought that was a bigger issue for them. I was surprised that they didn't. So I, probably for me, just knowing that with what their quarterback situation is, with Trey Lance and you know how they look at that, I thought they would address that. You know what the funny thing is? Not only is it like, ooh, look at that, how much they may have gotten better Detroit, it's also the head scratcher. I agree with that. It's both for me. But I do think that you got a, a good tight end in the second round and a deep tight end class. You know, you're, you're still, you're going, the, the, the Lions are behaving, as Dan Graziano said, as though they're Super Bowl contenders in certain respects. So I, I understand what he means, and I include them on the list, even though I see good tight end, good running back, wide open division, quarterback of the future, and I like it. I, they, they did seem to overdraft players. All right. Third question, which QB taken after round one landed in the best spot? So some of the names, uh, Levis with the Titans, Hooker with the Lions, Sensa Bennett with the Rams. So which one landed in the best spot, Key? I would say Will Levis. It's a perfect situation for him because you know that they're looking to replace Ryan Tannehill at any moment. They tried it already with Malik Willis. It didn't work out. Now they're going to try it with Will Levis. So the moment that Tannehill slips – He's going to get got by Will Levis. Now, he may not even – who's to say that he won't be released at some point in time before the season even starts and they just give way to Levis? This, the league operates very strangely. So I, I, I will probably say Will Levis, Key, I agree with you on that. I, it, a lot of questions about leadership, the person that he is, but I think when you have a head coach who doesn't take any mess from anybody – I think that tone of that organization sets the standard for what they expect from him. I agree with you. I thought even if that is a season under Tannehill, a veteran, I think that only helps a guy like Will Levis. I I mean, this isn't the sexy pick, but you don't know how long Sean McVay will be there, but Stetson Bennett winds up in a good situation. What's, What's he projected as really, a backup? Right, So there's a lot of upside there if he could take the starting job at some point. He has time to develop, and he has an offensive-minded head coach who's shown that he can have great success with several different quarterbacks in the past. So if he remains, I would say Stetson Bennett. All right, last question. Which rookie will have the biggest impact in year one? Mm. Biggest rookie with the Uh, impact mm. in year one. I got Ooh. one for you, Key. I, I would say the biggest M- – go ahead, Jay, because I'm trying to think. Yeah, I got you. I'm going to go with Jalen Carter, man. I'm going to go with Jalen Carter for the Eagles. I don't know, man. Them moving up to get him lets me know that there's something really – I already knew there was something special about him. But, like, they just confirmed that. And understanding 
what their defense already is with the addition of somebody like that. And, and key, sometimes where you get drafted matters. If you get, there's some players that get lucky enough to get drafted to teams that contend for titles. And those players, their stats may not jump off the page as another player who plays for a bad team, but their impact in winning moments could be seen differently because they'll have chances to be in bigger games. And I think that's what Jalen Carr is going to bring to the table for you, the Eagles. I love that new, what, when you say impact, what do you, what do you want out of that guy? What are you looking for? New? Be a game you wrecker, know? right? Yeah, game wrecker, critical plays. Could be. Right out the gate. Like really be. imprinting I'm, his I'm DNA gonna, on, the, on the franchise. I'm going to go Quentin Johnston, TCUI receiver that yeah. got drafted by the Chargers. When you think about it, the, he's paired with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. You got trees all across the board for Justin Herbert. If anything were to happen to one of those guys who's been in and out of lineup the last several years at the receiver position, along with Palmer, you got a guy who could vertically stretch the field. He's a big, tall drink of water, big, nice target. I think he's going to run shop on the AFC West in his rookie season. Yeah, maybe in Jigba, right? You look at Seattle. Now they got three guys you got to worry about. That might be a tipping point on that offense. Um, that's a lot. They they're starting that 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 receiving core in Seattle. Now I'm not saying Geno Smith is Joe Burrow, but they're starting to look like a Bengals type of receiving core where three guys can kill you, and uh, that's a lot. So maybe it's him because Seattle's already good. By the way, I like the fact that the Giants took the guy considered the best pure center in the draft in the second round. I'm happy about that. But I, I would say in Jigba. Jackson Smith and Jigma. Jackson Smith and Jigma is a nice – he's going to be a nice compliment to those other two guys. There's no question about it. When you, when you look at his ability to work the slot and play inside, you know, I, I think he's got some stuff. They got three guys who can – who slot in just right, it seems to me, Key. And considering yeah, and, and they're they, they going to run the ball. They're going to run the football. Yep. They're going to play defense. And Seattle's going to be right in the thick of things come the NFC. They're going to be right in the thick of things. I love the Jalen Carter pick by you, Jay. I hate mm-hmm. it, the fact that the Eagles got him, though. With Embiid doubtful, Mm-mm-mm. do the 76ers even have a shot, KJM? Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. 
Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. With MB doubtful, Jay, do the 76ers have a shot? Here is Doc Rivers, 76ers head coach, of course, with the latest on MB. There is no latest. I mean, obviously, uh, Doc just looked at him and um, he didn't do anything today. So, yeah, I mean, I'll say this, but if I was a betting man, I would probably say doubtful. I mean, look, it's going to be announced that Joel Embiid will be MVP. He has earned that. He has played through the regular season, but it comes down to playoff basketball. And I, I, I hate this for him because in his first NBA, well, it's actually probably his third NBA MVP season, but the first one and actually he's going to win it. Now we're at the situation where he is such a difference maker in the middle for them defensively um, and also obviously offensively key. He's their key cog. Without, without him, I just don't – Boston has too much firepower. And I, James Harden, a lot of the questions around him, scoring, Tyrese Maxey, they, they have pieces, but I just don't think they have a chance. And the depth that Boston is going to bring to the table is going to be overwhelming for Philly if he can't play. Now, look, if Philadelphia somehow gets this game tonight, what does that say about Boston? You know, it, yeah, I mean, I mean but, what, like, if he can't go game one, all of a sudden are we going to think a day and a half, two days later, he's going to be able to go game two and be effective off a knee? Well, if the Sixers go into Boston and steal one, you know how they, this is the time of year we talk about stealing stuff. They go in and somehow they, they come out of Boston with a with a win. Now, if they drop the next game, so be it. They stole one. They go back home tied up 1-1. And yeah. then he comes back. I hear you. Now what we're talking about. I mean, I, I think you would ask, I don't know, Alan, Alan Yates is our resident. Um, Residenti. 76ers fan. And we end up texting a lot during the 76ers games. Could they steal one? Sure, but I don't think so. Like I, just, I so don't you think- don't think you don't Maxi and, and, and James is not enough to get it done. No, it's hard even with Embiid. Like with Embiid, they're still the underdogs in that series, right? Yes. Now you're going to take away easily their best player on both sides of the floor. I mean, if you were telling me that games one and two were home in Philly, I would say I would still say no. But I, okay, maybe maybe they get you one. But just with the depth that Boston has at the guard position, key, and who they are defensively, that that's like that's where there was a weakness around Boston with Al Horford and his age, and you know Landlord, and it, that's where Joel and B could have had a feast day. Like that that was Time where, Lord. Time Lord. I don't know why I keep saying Landlord. Landlord. Time Lord. Landlord. Landlord's a good nickname too, just for somebody yeah, I else. I don't know why I keep giving Landlord. Sheldon Williams. I, I'm thinking Sheldon Williams for some reason in my head. Landlord. Um, but Time Lord, yeah. So I. I think that's going to be a challenge for them. Is this could, let, let me let be. me ask a Jay Will question? Does this make it must win for the Celtics game one? Yeah, I, think, I mean, if if you smell blood in the water, right? Like the same way Jimmy Butler without Giannis, you smell blood in the water. Without the other team's best player, any team's going to have a disadvantage. You go for the kill. Stacy in Florida has Stacey. something to say. Hey, Jay. 
<laughs> Good morning, guys. Good morning, Good morning Stacy. <laughs> well, I am going to say I'm taking playoff Jimmy. Now, as a whole, I will, of course, take uh, Steph Curry. But when it comes to the playoffs, I'm taking playoff Jimmy. And you know why Jimmy hasn't gotten that record of 50 points in the Game 7? Because he's not letting it go to Game 7. He's getting it done before then. So I'm taking playoff Jimmy. Also, uh, Jay Will, I like the pick that the Colts did also. Anthony Richardson, he's a Florida Gator. I'm a Florida Gator. So I'm happy for Anthony Richardson getting picked that early with the uh, Indianapolis Colts. Hey, Stacey, I got to ask you, there, there's um, – I mean, Diane talked to you in the weekend about this. Kyle Lowry, for as much stuff that he's received over the last couple of years, it felt like you were watching Kyle Lowry from the World Championship Toronto Raptors with the way he was defensively and with some of the shots he had. And for a team that sometimes struggles to score, you're wondering where that comes from. The fact that it came from Kyle Lowry, I thought was a great sign for the Heat moving forward. Do you agree? Yes. I agree. I agree. Yesterday, if they play like that where Jimmy doesn't have to score 40 or, you know, 50, then I think they're unstoppable because that was a good team win yesterday. So I like that. With Even with the passes from Love, from Kevin Love down the court, uh, that was great. I loved yesterday. And I, I think we can get to the finals if we play like we did yesterday. Kevin Love said he has, he has the best QBR in New York. <laughs> Keyshawn, J. Will, Max, and Stacy here on ESPN Radio. Yeah. Hey, go. Go, no, go ahead, go ahead uh, Stacy. Co- congrats to the Florida Panthers. They were in the same situation as the Miami Heat. Everybody counted them out going against the best team. But congrats to the Florida Panthers. They're going to get it done in the next round as well. Stacy's got a got her eyes on everything. Greco and Queens, you're on KJM ESPN Radio. <laughs> Morning, morning, fellas. Morning. What's up? Not much. I um, I I was uh just listening to Stacy, and um, I think uh, playoff Jimmy is dope, but playoff Jimmy don't have rings like playoff Steph. So, I mean, that's the only thing. What? Well, granted, Steph had bet, better teams that he was on, but I don't know. It's just the results for Steph just kind of turned out better. I don't know what's going to happen this year. I can't predict what's going to happen this year, but. No, da- think, uh, no doubt Steph. that's true. Steph has had better teams and has gotten better results and is considered the greater player. Could you imagine, guys, if somehow improbable as it may, may sound, Jimmy chips up this year, how that's going to change the entire perception of his career? I, the I, level I, of I player would not know what to say if the Miami Heat found a way to win a world championship with Gabe Vincent as their second-leading scorer. I would not know what to say. There, there, there would be no words. I know what you would say. Oh, I'm a Miami Heat fan. I'm going down to Miami to hang out. <laughs> I mean, I would go down to Miami and hang out. Yeah, one thousand percent. They go to Eastern Conference Finals. I'm, I'm trying to go see a game, Key. You know where else I'm going? Hopefully to Denver to go see what these Nuggets are doing. Y'all, y'all haven't talked about that game yet, huh? No, well, no I told you, y'all, y'all get in the playoffs. Don't be surprised. No one cares. You, no one cares about Denver. Y'all Playoff gonna, Jamal you know, Murray's a real Denver, thing. Denver fans like that. You just keep saying no one cares. I as tried they keep to watch as work. much as I could. It just didn't do nothing for me, man. Sorry. Okay. I mean, I, Jay it didn't is, do nothing for me. Jamal Murray proving people who are like, well, that was in the bubble. It's different. He proving them wrong because he hasn't been healthy since oh, then. I'm going to need a lot longer than 10 seconds to talk about my team. <laughs> nice. The Eagles had a, a great draft, obviously. Now it's your Sixers team. are about to take on it. the Celtics. It's, it's team. 
Oh, God. Philly fans must be handling this well, right? <laughs> Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Thank you.